could come by, whether it's with your family or like your lover or your friend or your coworker, and you just want to, I don't know, like a place where you step into the venue and it's like instantly you're transported into like something else where mm -hmm. basically everything outside those doors don't really matter. It's yeah. like you're enjoying the vibe, you're enjoying the food, the coffee, conversation, chilling, and you just... You just forget about everything else that's going on and you're in the moment. I find like a lot of times when you go out and it's like you could be with somebody but you're not really with yeah. that person. Whereas I'd rather if you're in happy field, like you're just chilling, enjoying yourself, you're communicating, you're engaging and you just feel good. And when you leave the doors, you're just like, man, like that's such a good experience, man. Like I feel really good. I feel like the rest of my day is going to be blessed and like can't wait to come back. Like for me, if somebody were to say something like along those lines, like I'll be like, we did a good job. Welcome to a table for two, inspiring and educational interviews and stories with the best operators, owners and entrepreneurs in business and the hospitality industry. My name is Phil Halani. And on today's episode, we chat to Jesse Orleans and Chris Theodosi, the owners of a happy field in Haberfield, which is now open. We interviewed them 35 hours before they opened their cafe. This interview was a little different to previous interviews as most of my guests have had their venue for several years and we talk about the highs and lows and the experiences they have had. I wanted to interview them and get their thoughts and expectations before they open and then re-interview them again in six months time to see what's changed. The talent, experience and ability they both have means Happy Field will be a massive success. They have not left a stone unturned. I'm so proud of what they have achieved. The venue looks amazing and their food and coffee will be next level. We had so much fun recording this and I wish them both a lifetime of success. A quick shout out to our good friends at ProCow Dairies and Sonoma Bread and also our new sponsor, MD Providors. They are passionate about supporting small businesses, the hospitality industry and also this podcast. So we're 35 hours away from the opening day of Happy Fields. Oof. Happy Field. No There's no S. There's no S. How dare you put an S <laughs> on the end of it, Phil? I'm just so happy. I want to add more S's to it, <laughs> man. So All right. Anyway. So we're 35. <laughs> we're 35 hours from the opening of Happy Field. Yep. Um, obviously, we're sitting here. The restaurant looks like it's pretty much ready to go. Kind of. Um, yeah. Chris and Jesse, how are you feeling? Well, nervous now that we're doing a podcast, but other than that, we're feeling as good as we can be. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Are you more nervous about the podcast or the opening? Podcast. Podcast, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. All right. So, um, obviously, this is the first podcast we've ever done where we've interviewed someone um, before they've opened, right? So, you guys have a wealth of experience and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but I'd love to just get a quick intro of kind of like how you got your start in hospitality, if Chris, you want to start. So, I'll go first. Um, so, I was 15, so 14 years ago. I just kind of fell into it. I was very uh, passionate about trying to find some work so I could buy basketball shoes and video games with my own money. And I was about to enter my sister's wedding as a groomsman, a 15-year-old groomsman, and the owner of Dalton House said, Chris, you're starting next week. I already spoke with your father. <laughs> so for the next month, I said, when am I starting? Paul said, I'm starting. This is for Dalton House. And um, a month later, I started. and. Ended up working there for seven years, all through the end of high school, through uni, through TAFE, went full-time, management, and then I realised that I wanted to open a business one day and it probably wasn't going to be a function centre. So I started looking for another job, ended up at the grounds, did four years there, did some fun things. I think you said you. start in hospitality, <laughs> not start. your whole hospitality. That's okay, that's oh, okay. That's no, no, all right. Well, this is kind of works into the We like to finish oh. each other's oh, okay. stories. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's very anyway, cute. Very cute. So, so you went to the grounds? Went to the grounds, spent some time there. It was pretty fun. And then spent a couple years doing franchising and whatnot. And then spent the last couple of years building up to this moment, opening Happy Field. Amazing. And what about yourself, Jesse? Uh, so for me, basically, I kind of just fell into it, to be honest. So like I would say when I was younger, I used to do like plays or whatever. And then when I was in grade eight, y'all say year eight, when I was in grade eight, I did like uh, Sound of Music. Anyway, the next year I went to high school and then they was doing the same play and I was supposed to be like the lead character because I was the lead character the year before. But I didn't do it because... But do we say hospital career or acting? Hospital okay. career. <laughs> relax, just relax. Checking, just checking. They're, good, just They're checking. already fighting. They're already fighting. Anyway, so basically, I didn't do the play because all my friends were just like, man, like, you can't do the play. Like, you're going to look whack. Like, we just came to high school. That's lame, whatever. 
gave into peer pressure, didn't take the play, but I had an extra class to take, so I took hospitality class instead. So I was making the cat food and whatnot. So in the cafeteria, all my friends would come to the back door, I'll sneak them out burgers and chips and all kinds of stuff. And That's then cool. I, I was like the man in school and I was like, oh, this cooking thing's pretty sick, you know? And then I just took it from there basically. So you obviously, you're from Canada? That's right, Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Toronto Canada. So um, did you have, were you in hospitality from that point? Uh, not really, because to be honest, like I took the, the course, but even then I was still a bit wayward in the sense like, I don't know, I was just young and doing dumb shit. And then basically like when it was time to like graduate high school, I had to make a decision. And I was just like, I didn't really know what to do, but I, I like cooking. So my mom was just like, why don't you just go to culinary school? And then I was like, you know what? I'll go to culinary school. That's amazing. And that gave you the opportunity to come to Australia or was it just well, a working holiday? So basically, well, the Australia story is like, that's like fast forward, like five this could years. Be a six part. Yeah, podcast. yeah. I got, I got stories for years. I don't know if you want to get to that. But basically, the reason why I came to Australia is because I used to work at a restaurant in Toronto with my friend. And basically, him and his missus moved to Melbourne because she was Australian. And then, so like two months into his him moving to Australia, he rang me and was like, oh, Jess, like, I have a cafe in Footscray, Melbourne. Uh, it's really, really busy. I need some help. I know stuff for you at home right now is a bit rocky because it was a bit shaky at home. And then he's like, if you want to come, I'll just give you, like, you can stay for free. I'll get you a job. And then once you have enough money, you can move out. And then basically I told my mom the very same day, I go, I want to go to Australia. She goes, oh, cool, that's fine. You should definitely go, definitely go. Then like three days later, I bought the plane wow. ticket. Like I didn't really even think about it. And then I told my mom, mom, I bought the plane ticket. I'm going. And she goes, what do you mean you're going to Australia? Like, I was like, mom, like two days ago, you told me you were encouraging me. She goes, I didn't think you were actually going to do it. But I was like, well, it's too late now. And then basically working holiday, then moved to Melbourne. That's amazing. So yeah. before I get on the next question. I'll seven years, eight years later, we're up in Happy Field. Well, that's that's the next that's the next. Can you let Phil do the? Oh, ah, who's, who's interviewing? Bro? <laughs> Is it a table for two or a table, table for three? three yeah. <laughs> so you know that cafe when you go to a cafe and someone goes, "Can I get a table for two? But then yeah. they forget that they got a child with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like this. Kind of like, like this. Yeah, yeah. So who's yeah. the child in this scenario? Uh, I don't know. Well, well I'll um, yeah, I'll put that in the show in the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, Chris gave his kind of intro into how we got from. Um, Dalton House to the grounds to Happy Field, mm. Happy Field, and then uh, <laughs> can you give us a little bit of um, a rundown of, of your experiences in Australia before before Happy Field? Uh, so basically, yeah, I lived in Melbourne. I hated it. I thought it was shit. I'm just putting it out there, only because because I know people from Melbourne are probably listening. <laughs> only because it reminded me of being at home, and I felt like I didn't move to Australia to live in Toronto. That's a good call. So man. basically, I was gonna go back home to Canada, and then somebody said, "Go to Sydney first just to say you visited Sydney. So whatever, I got a ticket, went to Sydney, didn't know anybody, basically stayed in a hostel. It was a mad week, I was partying, doing what you do when you're partying. And it was like the best week of my life. And then I met this dude and he was like, if you wanna stay, I can get you a trial at QT Sydney. So I was like, okay, cool. Anyway, got the trial at QT Sydney, worked there for a bit. Sorry, before QT actually, I was, uh, I was at Long Grain for a little bit, but it was more just like I was staging, helping out, because I really, I really liked Louis and what he was doing there. So I was there for a bit, and then anyway, ended up at QT, and then after QT, I did like other stages at different like three hat restaurants and whatnot, just to get some experience. What's a stage? Well, you work for free, like basically. Oh, okay. I thought, of, so you know that slang? Absolutely. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. Jesse's got a few slang. No, 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 that <laughs> no, I'm not just doing his... no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to speak English. No, no, man. <laughs> but anyway, so then, yeah, basically so I did that. And then uh, QT for a bit. And then my visa. Man, I have stories for days. Because yeah. basically I was on a working holiday you visa. You got to keep this podcast <laughs> under control, you know? Yeah. So anyway. You basically. said 40 minutes and you mean 40 minutes. It's up to you, Phil. We're having a right. cafe in can I 34 finish, and a half Can I finish speaking or <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. All right. So after that, I worked at a cafe in North Sydney. And then basically they were supposed to sponsor me. So I went back home to get the sponsorship processed. While I was at home, he basically lost contact with me. So then I was shit out of luck. I didn't know what I was doing. Then anyway, basically the head chef from the grounds had rang me and said, Jesse, what are you doing? And I go, I'm stuck in Toronto. I was supposed to How did he know you? How did he so know I you? So he used to be the sous chef at QT. Okay. 
And then basically, I found out later on, because I didn't really know this story, but from what I gather is my missus at the time had rang him and basically said, oh, like he's back in Toronto, like we wanted to come back to Australia, can you do something for him? And then so basically he rang me and then set up a sponsorship and then like two, the two months later, I started working at the, yeah, the rest is <laughs> the history. The rest is history. Five so years of the grounds, basically. <laughs> so obviously you're, yeah, I was you're, sponsored. <laughs> you crossed paths at the grounds, that's where you guys met. Yes. But I want to know what, for both of you, I want to know what, what job in particular gave you the experience and the confidence to, to open Happy Field? Ooh, who's first? Um, the, okay, so basically, back to the start of my hospitality career. Once I finished high school and I had to make the decision to go to uni and TAFE and whatnot, I didn't really want to go to uni. My parents thought it was a good idea. So I did it, thought about dropping out a couple of times, but finished it, which was awesome. I don't know, got a certificate that lives in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> what did you go to uni like, for? Just because. So Chris, so Chris meet Jesse, Jesse meet Chris. I did, <laughs> I did a Bachelor of Commerce. Uh, maybe that's where I picked up a few skills and a diploma in event management. Oh, that's excellent, man. So then when I finished uni, as soon as I finished, six days later, the boss at Dalton House said, do you want to go full-time? And I said, let me think about it. So then I had to make a decision. Do I go full-time and stay in hospitality or do I try to look elsewhere or something else in a more normal lifestyle position? Nine to five. And then I decided to... What was the question again? So what gave you... The what? confidence? All right, so I always wanted to open a business, but working in so many busy places, um, you get the confidence to open it, you lose the confidence to open it, you see a place like the grounds and everyone thinks they're printing money, but really behind the scenes, the margins are paper thin. Did um, you see that when you were working there or was it more... Yeah, kind of, you, you get to learn how hard it really is. Mm. I don't think I got to see as much as I would have appreciated at the time. Uh, probably after that, I worked a lot in franchising and a lot of places that were the polar opposite of the grounds. Um, but I did get to see the numbers, so I got to look at places at the top of the top and then also places that were struggling. Um, so then that kind of, I lost a bit of confidence. And then finally I helped you open your cafe and that's when a fire reignited in me. Really? Yes, definitely. Because I was doing like a year of franchising and kind of opening the same thing for just people that thought it was a good financial investment, where my belief is if you're opening a hospitality business, it needs to be for a passion reason, yeah. not a, a smart financial investment. Otherwise, I don't know, you can yeah. go bet 100 grand on roulette at the casino. 100%. Um, but yeah, once I did it for you and you just kind of didn't think failure was an option, I always get scared of failure. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that kind of triggered it. I think I ended up quitting my job a few weeks after you opened. Went travelling. Then my wife quit her job six days later because she's like, whatever you find next, you might just lock yourself down. Went travelling for two months. Decided while I was travelling, I wanted to open a business. Me and Jesse had kind of been talking about little mm. things before I went away. As soon as I got back, I rang him. I said, how serious are you about this? He goes, I'm serious. I said, well, I'm not going to look for another management position. I'm just going to consult pick up casual work and that's how I spent the last two years leading up to this point. That's amazing, man. I didn't realise that I gave you a bit of that spark. Oh, like yeah, that, that, that opened, like, obviously I was wanted to help you more than I could but then I had the full-time job so I was helping, like, on the side and at night yeah. but the day we opened, that was, like, I hadn't felt that feeling since I was at the grounds. That's amazing. And I really enjoyed my time do, at the grounds. Do you think, other than that experience at Perth is where you kind of reignited that passion, do you think the grounds was probably the biggest factor? In terms of the experience I need to open this, definitely. Yep. Especially probably the last year and a half I spent at the grounds. I kind of fell into a project manager role. Okay. Um, and then kind of just got thrown onto different projects. So the owner's brother was opening a cafe. Chris, go help, go help my brother open a cafe. So I spent a month with him. Then his friend was opening a cafe. Chris, you did a really good job there. Can you help my friend open a cafe? So I'd spend six weeks there. Then it was like, oh, we're launching the markets. So I would work out how to launch markets. And then it was like, I want to change the point of sale system in all of the grounds, which is like 100 <laughs> point of sale registers and whatnot. So pretty much everything he threw me on, it was kind of almost the first time I was doing it. And you just work it out. And then I guess that's why he kept throwing me the projects because some people will keep asking questions where 
I get it. I don't really like done. to ask for help, which is a problem sometimes. So I'll just figure it out and get it done. And then, yeah, that gained a lot of experience and now I know a little bit about everything. 100%. Which is good. Well, I think, <laughs> I, I think honestly, like I spoke to Tyson before on his podcast and, and him and you had a massive influence on Percy. So um, I know it's a home run for you guys, 100%. Uh, um, we'll talk more about that. Why is he always saying uh, these Why are you saying you're trying to jinx us or something? <laughs> but oh, just, right. Just, no, just, but in all honesty, that is your attitude because I don't think you ever... See, I always think about both ends of the spectrum. Yeah which is a blessing and a curse. And you just think of the success spectrum, which is definitely a blessing. Could be a curse yeah. one day, but so far it's been a blessing for it's you. It's only happened once, so yeah. let's see how the next one goes. So yeah. Jesse, what about yourself, man? Uh, I think for me, well, basically, uh, I think it started when I started working at this place in Toronto called Marbin. And basically like, it was like, so we got voted best restaurant in Toronto, which was pretty cool. And like all the boys came from like three stars. So like some of them worked for Claude Bosi, some of them worked for Thomas Keller, some of them worked for wow. Gordon. So it was like, it was a lot of big boys in the kitchen and I was pretty much like, I was at the bottom when I started. Apprentice, like an apprentice? Uh, I wouldn't say apprentice, but basically when I first started, I did like the morning shift. So I had to do like all the baking, all the stocks, like, it was pretty cool because like you learn it's like if you think you know fundamentals you don't know until you work there and then they like put you through the ringer mm -hmm. but in the end of the day you do good anyway so i work with a lot of cool people and uh i just love the way like the chef organized the kitchen and like we had swag and everybody loved us and they would come we would take care of people swag. and whatever <laughs> swag no we used to, we used to happy we used to, field's gonna have yeah, swag I'll all the swag well, I hope so. but anyway at marvin we used to ball out hard it was pretty sick so then i was like man like i would really love to have like our, my own place and like run it like how they run it here at marvin and uh so when i moved to australia i didn't really know anything about cafes because at home we don't really have cafes it's more just all dinner service like diner and dinners well when, like it's weird like so like see the cafe scene here like how it is here it doesn't exist at home oh, yeah like basically if you want breakfast like for the majority either you're drink you're going to like a place like tim hortons or something yeah, okay. which is like a franchise you get like your drip coffee your donuts maybe some bagels or whatever mm -hmm. But we don't really go hard for breakfast at home. It's not like a big thing. Is it eat at home kind of thing? Is that? Uh, in the mornings, yeah. yeah. Or you just eat light. Or like, if you do go out, you go out at like maybe 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you get some eggs cool. or whatever. Anyway, so I got introduced to the cafe scene and then like I started working for the grounds and I started to see just like, I don't know, I just really like everything to do with cafes. Like the lifestyle, uh, just the way of life is pretty cool. Anyway, but uh, I wasn't sure until I actually got to be like the head chef of the grounds of the city. Because wow. before when I was in the cafe, it was just whatever. Like I was going through the motions, just helping out. I was the sous, but like, you know, just showing the boys around. But I wasn't like the man in charge. Mm. And then basically like when they asked me to do the city, I was like really, really nervous. But like when they asked, like in my head, I was like, don't say no. Like you can't say no. Like you have to say yes. What an opportunity, huh? Exactly. So I, I said yes without even really thinking about it. But I was so nervous. I was super nervous, I remember. And then basically, like, two days before I started, like, our friend Isaac, this French guy, he's from <laughs> France, anyway, he rang me from, from France, and I was telling him, and he was just like, man, you can do this, like, That's why are you doubting yourself, like, you can, you can fucking do this, sorry. No, no, it's all swear. good, man. Anyway, so <laughs> Any I was, kids that listen to this are my kids, and <laughs> so right, you're good. Cool. <laughs> so anyway, Isaac, Isaac, basically, like... That's pretty like, slack that you force him to listen. Yeah, you gotta listen to <laughs> Do you actually... No, no, no. I'm oh, oh, I was going to say, what kind of parenting is this? Terrible parenting. Sheet. Okay, so basically, can I finish my story, boys? Please do. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, anyway, so Isaac gave me the confidence. So I went in there. I never really had to manage anybody, like a proper kitchen staff, like organize the kitchen, manage. And then once I was able to do that and I did it pretty well, I was like, man, I could do anything. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. like, it's kind of like you, Phil. Like, honestly, like, so basically, like when I was younger, my, the majority of my life was just really negative like just the people around me the yeah. things that happened like where we grew up like nothing nothing good really went my way kind of thing and then i feel like when i moved to australia and i started to change the way i think about things and try to be more like positive and and just big myself up a bit more like things it was like things started to go in a better direction and get more confidence direction. exactly yeah. more confidence more confidence you just build 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 so then basically like now that we're in Happy Field, it's like, yes, I'm nervous. And like, I'm like, are we gonna do good? Like, is the food gonna be good? But then there's like that voice in the back of my head says like, 
you can do it. Like you've done it before. Like you've That's been awesome. here, you doubted yourself and you did well. So why are you going to doubt yourself now? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just try and build on that basically. That's amazing, man. And it's so cool to see, again, the reason why we know this is going to be such a success <laughs> <laughs> is obviously the experience that both of you come from. Like obviously, Jesse, you're in the back of the house, very calm. You know, everyone speaks very highly of you that I know that has worked with you. And obviously Chris, front of house, putting out fires from customer service to coffee to to setting up systems, like it's just, what a cool experience. So going on to my next question, tell, talk to me about the relationship between you two and like where, you, where the confidence comes from that you want that person as a business partner. Um, so I think, good, good I feel question. like- Thank you, sir. <laughs> a lot of partnerships are rushed or they just pop up um, for whatever reason, financial, someone really wants to open a business and then they meet someone that also wants to open a business, let's do it together, or they're good friends and they open a business together. Whereas, yeah, me and Jesse were friends, but we got a lot of opportunities to work together yeah. and kind of work side by side. So at the And group, figure each other out. Figure each other out. We've, you know, we've gone out together, we've hung out together, but we've worked together. So I think that's the most important thing. And I think we like how each other operate yeah. how we work how we treat other people how we act outside of work it's kind of i don't know it's kind of like looking in a mirror sometimes in the terms of how we operate in the respect that we get um and that we build and that we give to other people just feels feels like i've got me running the kitchen in the form of jesse and then That's me awesome. running the front in the form of me and i know like i see the way the already the boys look at him and that's how what I kind of try to aspire to do at the front. It's just yeah. That's awesome. And what's so so what is it that one quality that you love that that's makes Jesse so valuable? Oh goodness. Similar one to one of the many. Again, it's like a similar quality that I like. When it comes to service and shit hits this fan, so we calm. we can both be pretty cool, calm, collective. Like yeah. there's no yelling. I don't think you'll ever catch anyone any of us yelling or putting someone down. Or, yeah, we might get, if it's like shit's really hitting the sand, we might say something a bit more stern than normal. But, yeah, it's just the way we operate is That's awesome. calm, not yelling at people. I don't know. It's just we've worked, we've been in the industry a long time and we've worked with a lot oh, of different people. characters. And, and yeah. you've seen how they, yeah, like their you, management style and you just and you see what it does to the people around you and you just like... The hospitality yeah. industry's changed a lot over yep. the last, since I've started, so like over the last 14 years. Yeah. Um, it's just a different place and you don't yeah. want to kind of revert back to what it was. You yeah. want to push it forward and make it an uh, industry that people want to make a career out of exactly. rather yeah. than just... Scare them out of it. Yeah. Just like 100%. No and dickhead policy, basically. I love that. And, and Jesse, what about yourself in regards to Chris? And uh, good, that's good looks. I think uh, Chris, Chris said... <laughs> good looks, he reckons. He said the majority of it and I just, I just think just to add to it, I think like the whole partnership thing is interesting. But for me, it's weird because it's like, it just feels natural. It feels like nothing is ever forced or like, like, like I don't know, it just, it just, everything is natural. Just the way we operate, like even like we could be sitting in the same car, we could be in the car and like not say anything, but I know that we're still like, our heads are on in the sync. same page. Like yeah, we're that's still awesome. thinking the same way, you know? And I think like, I guess the trait that I like about Chris is like, I don't know if, if like the word rain man is like a good thing. <laughs> like if it's like, properly to think but i just say like basically like he's on top of everything like you know what i mean like like no stone goes unturned like that's awesome yeah thinks, that's 100 true yeah it's just like you can't switch it off yeah. <laughs> yeah it's weird so should we take him to the casino that's what i want to know yeah, he does <laughs> very well <laughs> he does real well at the casino actually okay um it's closed isn't it so no the reopens i think i think well, i don't even know how i know that yeah but um you said it with confidence as well it's reopened the news man it's the news but um all right so about that like talking on that topic we had a bit of a chat about this on Sunday. How do you guys make a decision if you both have a different opinion? Well, it's very rare that we actually both have a different opinion. And then it's even rarer that we feel strongly enough to dispute the other person. We're both pretty, I guess, easygoing, easygo-lucky, unless we really don't like something or, I don't know. Anyway, if we have a rare disagreement, <laughs> we either agree on someone to text, but we don't tell them... What who's the, on what side yeah. so it's usually cool. either Tyson 
my wife, sometimes my dad, sometimes I'll send, send it to my family group chat. And if we don't really like their responses, we just either flip a coaster or a coin. <laughs> we, I don't know if we should be seeing this song. This no. Is, yeah, no, this is how. <laughs> no, or no. we put it on Instagram stories. So we tried that for the first That's time. Awesome. Worked pretty well. We got like 250 votes, but there was 50-50. So, <laughs> so flip to, the coin. Yeah, yeah, flip the coin, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool, man. And the fact that you can do that is pretty cool and it shows that respect. Because at the end of the day, you guys have such great opinions and, and obviously thoughts about how things should be done, but some, mm. sometimes not who's right. It's just, you might be both be right, but just one, one or the other might be a maybe a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. I think we're both, um, we're not very stubborn yeah. when it yeah. comes to these things. So even if we choose one way, we might realize pretty quick whether it's half an hour, yeah. an hour, two days, a week, and then we'll go, maybe we should do it the other way. Yeah. Well, the person who was really fighting for one thing will go, you know what? Let's do it your way. I yeah. like that. And has there been any decision during this process where it's been like, no, 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 we have to do this? No. I don't think so. No. That's cool, man. That's very rare. Probably the, I don't know, the biggest decisions we had to make was which Instagram logo to put up. <laughs> that was a coaster <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the recent one about the side and yeah. there was a bigger one. Oh, whether we should open Mondays or not. Oh, yeah. That so one we went back and forth for a while. Yeah, we did, actually. We did. So, yeah. you know, so... We're not going to open Mondays to start. Okay. To start, we'd rather grow in because we're both working full time That's in right. the business. Like yep. we're going to be here every, every day, day on the floor in the kitchen. We're not just popping in having a coffee. I'm going to be doing the accounts. HR Jesse's going to be doing a thousand things in the kitchen. We just want that day up our sleeve where there's no customers and we can just focus on working on the business because yeah. we know we're going to be spending ten hours a day working in the business, which only leaves three, four hours of the day to work on the business. Totally. Where most of the time you're just catching up yeah, on everything. Yeah, you, all the phone right. calls you couldn't answer, yeah. all, all the, the emails. emails you couldn't respond. So yeah. you're just kind of chasing your tail. Whereas if we have that Monday, we can keep working on the business and keep evolving the business because we don't want to be, yeah. we don't want Happy Field to be the way it is in six months The day we, from the day we open. We want it to be different and yeah. more happening. Exactly. And maybe upstairs going or... Expand really into cool, night times, or maybe yeah. we've expanded into Mondays because the team's really strong and, and we can still afford man, to have the Monday. Yeah. yeah, I think that yeah. Monday, even though I was saying, like, why don't you do seven days? But at the end of the day, like you said, you're both working full time. Yeah. It's not a big team, so you want to obviously test it out and see how it goes, yeah. right? Yeah. Boys, can you tell me a little bit about, um, about the process of finding Happy Field um, from finding the site, agreeing on lease, agreeing on equity, you know, who gets what, um, roles and responsibilities? Well, that's a lot of yeah. multi-faceted question, isn't it, Phil? It's well, about six it. in one. Well, break it down. <laughs> so which one? What do you want first? Let's, let's, how let's, 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 talk, let's talk how you found Happy Field. Okay, so obviously I said before that kind of been working on this for two years. So, but there was a pretty big milestone we had to hit before it got serious, and that was Jesse getting his um, permanent residency. Mm. So prior to that, we had always been like casually looking or just looking online and every now and then find something online maybe go have a look at it once he got his pr we kind of ramped it up slightly yeah and then you kind of made the decision that you definitely want to at least go home once before the business opens yeah so that was booked in for pretty much all of december yeah. so it was like okay we can't find anything too quick because we don't want to jeopardize that because that's important because yeah. once we open you don't know what opportunity you're gonna get and you don't know you know might pandemic might pop up and affect traveling ability <laughs> so yeah, we had looked at a lot of different sites we kind of got close to one that we yeah. really liked in surrey hills, in surrey hills. Yep. um i think it's still sitting empty yeah, at the moment unfortunately is, still sitting empty. Is, that the, is that the one opposite um <laughs> oh, <let's laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't go telling all the secrets <laughs> no, no, not, easy. we ain't gonna see what it is <laughs> but anyway bash. basically we're very happy we didn't uh, proceed with that one because yeah. one Jesse might have had to shorten or not, not do his trip and two we probably would have opened a month before coronavirus yeah. wow. kicked off um, so while Jesse was gone I was still doing my thing you know still not working full time but still working full time hours over two or three different things just yeah. helping different people and whatnot, and always trying to find a site went and looked at one in Balmain was really small, not really good. Only really went to look at it because the rent was really cheap, so it wasn't really our thing. And then he was showing me other sites he had, and he showed me this particular site. And I had seen that one online, but I just assumed it might be out of budget because really big. It's got upstairs. We're not using upstairs yet, but look really big and out of budget. 
Anyway, he started telling me what all the different rents were and he told me what the rent was for this one. I thought, okay, maybe. So I went and drove past that afternoon and just was on this prime corner, kind of. We already had our vision of what we wanted to do. You were still overseas at the time. He's still overseas at the time. Yeah. So we already had, I drove past that afternoon, had this facade that really fit what we wanted to create. We wanted to create like a modern diner vibe where you could feel like maybe you're in New York or Chicago mm-hmm. or Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, the bones just kind of already fit that. Even though it was really run down, the bones kind of fit what we were looking for. So anyway, I booked an inspection. Ty, I said, I sent it to Ty, I sent it to Jesse. I said, I'm booking this inspection. Ty goes, oh, I want to come see it. So he caught a cab here. He came. So that, that's when I knew, okay, it might be something because if Ty actually wants to come see it, might be pretty good because yeah. I send him places all the time. You say, oh, that won't work. This won't work. He's pretty honest when it comes to that. Very good. And then we went we looked at it. He liked it. I sent it to Jesse. He liked all the pictures. As soon as <laughs> Jesse got back, we pretty much looked at it again. And Tice came a second time. Yeah. So that's when we knew, okay, this might be decent. Tice is coming twice. So he came the first time with me. He came the second time with me and Jesse. And then that afternoon we started drafting emails and oh, yeah. made an offer negotiated for a couple for of months a very long time yeah basically we negotiated for about three months got the keys at the start of march yeah, Re- started ripping down walls getting ready to book in construction plans tradies yeah. everything and then they made the announcement that shut all the bars restaurants yeah. and gyms tomorrow so, yeah then wow. we're like, uh-oh, we've already ripped down all the walls, or all the yeah. false walls. We didn't touch anything because this is heritage. Um, but, like, all the false walls and whatnot. So, yeah, we were like, what do we do? Yeah. Are we going to try and get out of this? Or, But I, th- I think that was only, like, a half-second thought. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then it was just like, okay, how do we – what do we do now? How do we make the best of this? How do we this? make the best of this? Yeah. All right, we never got really down or anything because – it was always like, this could have been way worse. Yeah, Like you said, you could have opened a month before. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, and we knew people that had just opened businesses and businesses that had just started turning a hill. And we were like, okay, this isn't the worst thing. We've been working our whole working careers towards this. Mm. There's no point pulling the pin because yeah. we spent two years trying to get to this point. Well, 14 years, but then two years specifically yeah. trying to find this site. Yeah. How can we still make it work mm. and then yeah we just make think, it work oh, I think everyone's proven that you know you can make a success out of it after coronavirus yeah. lots of businesses doing really well um, what what was the the process like with the lease like how guy, how hard were you guys negotiating was Tyson a big part of that process um, he was a a good part like like he helped pretty much all three of us sat at a table uh-huh. we kind of put the dot points of what we should ask for. Yeah. Um, and then I drafted this big, long email and put my little Rain Man spin on things. Um, got Tice to read it, wanted to change a couple of things, got my dad to read it, wanted to change a couple of things, sent that. I don't know, they took a week yeah. or two to reply. Yeah. Then it was like back, but just back and forth, back and forth. We yeah. pushed as hard as we could, we considering could it was our first lease. Yeah. Like, and we didn't, like in the back of the head, we didn't want to like lose the side. That's what I'm going to ask. That's yeah. a big thing. That passion, yeah. excitement. Um, and we... Yeah. The good thing is we already had walked away from one site, so okay. and we really liked that site. Yeah. So we kind of were like, okay, what can we afford to walk away from, which yeah. we were kind of prepared to do. At the same time, we didn't want to lose it. Um, but definitely looking back, obviously, taking out the pandemic, looking back on it, we definitely could have pushed harder yeah, and asked for more, more things. things. Yeah. Um, and I think we would have got them. So. Yeah, because funny enough, I reckon, like, basically everything we asked for in the lease, they gave it to us. Wow. Like, more or less. <coughs> more or less. Yeah. How, how, em- less. how long was your site empty for? About oh, at least six, six months. months. Wow. Yeah. So it was, yeah. there wasn't getting many bites on it, right? <coughs> I don't I think, think so. so. I think someone might have got close, but... But I reckon it's just the same, like, Chris, like, if you look at this site from the outside, you think... Man, this is a big site. It's yeah. probably expensive. Scares people away. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's that's really important. And I've made the mistake. I think many people make the mistake. The excitement of signing your first lease, and mm. it's just you just want to get it done. So you, you just you don't want to turn them off. So you just agree to what they say mm. and you go from there. So is that something for your next site? Hopefully, I know we haven't even opened the first one, but yeah, we've still got room to grow into this one. We've yeah. still got upstairs and different yeah. areas that we yeah. can expand Activate. into. Yeah. Mm. I think that'll be the main focus. But yeah, if we ever do. Like the long-term dream is definitely to potentially have yeah. multiple venues. Um, if we get to the next stage, I think we'll definitely be 
Damn. just way more strict yeah. and push way harder and probably push be way super more hard. Yeah. yeah, super hard. Be way more willing to just walk away from it. I don't think we'll get yeah. as it's easy to say now. But I don't think attached. we'll get as emotionally attached. And yeah. I think that one we had been we'd been searching so long. And it's like, we're just ready. Like we are now, we're just ready to open. We're just ready to find a site. We like wanted to start working on this. We already, we had draft uh, menus. We had mood boards. We had a branding kit done, which was for a different name. We we changed the name when we got the site. Well, I really want to talk about that because your original, I mean, we won't talk about that, the actual name. Yeah, not the name. We won't mention (laughs) that. That's that's stage number two. (laughs) Still in the pipeline. What was it like? Because it's hard. You're looking for a site to suit your brand and your image that you're creating with this new brand. Yeah. But then it's, was it hard because you found this site and obviously you changed your, your plans for this site. Was there a lot of changes other than the name? Um, Not really. Yes and no. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, I feel like the essence is still what it is because yeah. obviously we've created it's who this. who you are, yeah. It's who yeah. we are. Um, we're creating things we like and would like to see if we went into a venue. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just more about making sure it fit Haverfield. Yeah, the area. Yeah, nice. yeah definitely. Um, so it was like, just, just tweaking different things. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. Because Haverfield can be pretty tough. Like, even like, oh, yeah. the first day we got the keys. Uh, so ima- imagine this, okay? <laughs> imagine like you spend all your life, you want to get a venue, you dream about getting a venue. You get a venue, you get the keys, you come in excited. We're taping out the bar, we're taping out the tables, we're just thinking about all the possibilities. And then we see. Don't go into too many details. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, long story short, <laughs> The first day we got the keys, someone told us you've picked the wrong suburb. Yeah. And like, as it, like, this one, whatever you're doing, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. This is the wrong suburb to do is it. Is this a jealousy or is it? Oh, we don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. And on top of that as well. It'll be a good chapter in our book one day. Cool. We told, <laughs> we told this person that it was going to be a cafe and this person went out of their way to count the amount of cafes in the neighborhood. And well, not cafes, just anyone that just, had a coffee machine. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow. like, whether it was a restaurant or a deli or... Just things that we didn't even look at as potential competition yeah, or like sense. we didn't think we're stepping on their toes. So did, yeah. did that kind of, was that, did you see that as jealousy or do you think, oh, you know what, who cares, let's just move on? No, it affected me. Yeah. Like for at least like I, my confidence just dropped massively. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I was, you, like, I was like on Google the next day. Because well, you didn't no. have to deal with it. First I didn't. Game I didn't chat. I didn't, I didn't chat to him. He just told, well, he I went came outside, in. Yeah, yeah. I go, what, what happened? He told me the story. And I was, but in my head, I was just like, he's just a hater. Like, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, people like this, they're miserable. So it's like, they're just jealous. No, I wouldn't say jealous, but they're like, they see what you're trying to do when you're young, and they're just like, oh, because, I don't know. Yeah, just, we won't go into too many details. We won't go into too many details. We'll talk yeah. about this in the it's second part. Second part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. book. It'll yeah. be in the book. In the six months podcast. Yeah. If, if things are as successful as Things you will think be great, God be. willing, man. Um, Chris, can you tell me a little bit? Obviously, you're in charge of the socials. Yep. Do you have much of an input in the socials, Chris, or uh, Jesse, or do you let him kind of deal with it? I, for the majority, I let Chris take care. How, how good has the process been? I mean, essentially, it's free marketing from day one. I think 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when there was no social, how, how did people advertise their business for opening? Who knows? How, how, how important <laughs> has this been for you guys ready to open in 34 hours? Well, I think it's been really important. Um, we've kind of tried to push it since day one. So it's been good and bad because... People are like, I've been seeing all these things since March. Hurry up and open. When are you going to open? We're waiting. But that's a good problem to have. Absolutely. So yeah. it's like, okay, we're, we think we're creating a bit of a buzz. Most people think our socials look... Who's doing your socials? Yeah. Oh, they look really good. We're like, we're just doing them. Yeah. Um, you get to interact with a lot of people. It's like a 24-7 job because you post something and then there's comments, comments. and there's private messages and you want to... Yeah. You want to interact with every single person. You don't want to leave anyone hanging. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been very important. And even, yeah, I was running, parked my car and I was jogging back to Haberfield and someone well, I had the T-shirt on and someone goes, I know that logo. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I was wearing the T-shirt. And he's like, yeah, I don't live in Haberfield anymore, but my parents live here. I'm in and out. I've been following the socials for ages. Looks really good. Can't believe it's in Haberfield. We need something like this. And that kind of just reaffirms everything we were planning. Yeah, because so. reality is there's really nothing in Haberfield to this standard. And I think, I think it's one of those things where for some reason there's no one's coming to this area and said we're going to do something different and shake it up. So it's, it's, you're getting those comments already and you haven't even opened. There's like heaps of yeah. amazing 
um, places places in yeah. the area. They've been here a long time. Yeah, They're like in the institutions, yeah. but nothing similar to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think what we're doing just complements the area yeah. and brings something fresh for certain people that were looking for that yeah. and couldn't find it yeah. in the suburb. And, and obviously, um, when we're all opening our first business, um, the expectation is really high. Um, the first one, in my opinion, is the one where you put your heart and soul into. There is so many mixed feelings. What, what's your expectation for Happy Field? The, two different answers, I reckon. <laughs> all right. So what's, what's my expectation? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yes. Okay, in, the, in a broad perspective, I just want a place where you could come by, whether it's with your family or like your lover or your friend or your coworker, and you just want to, I don't know, like a place where you step into the venue and it's like instantly you're transported into like something else where mm. basically everything outside those doors don't really matter. It's yeah. like you're enjoying the vibe, you're enjoying the food, the coffee, conversation, chilling, and you just... You just forget about everything else that's going on and you're in the moment. I find like a lot of times when you go out and it's like, you could be with somebody, but you're not really with yeah. that person. Whereas I'd rather, if you're in happy field, like you're just chilling, enjoying yourself, you're communicating, you're engaging and you just feel good. And when you leave the doors, you're just like, man, like that's such a good experience, man. Like I feel really good. I feel like the rest of my day is gonna be blessed and like can't wait to come back. Like for me, if somebody were to say something like along those lines like i'll be like we did a good job that's you know? awesome man yeah. that's really cool yeah so what was the question i feel what's the expectation you want for happy feels so i guess oh, that, well, that i guess the expectation you know i was talking more on the lines of like see i like really like jesse's answer but I, I, the question in my head was different well no that's fine <laughs> and answer him as you are because because i was thinking of a different kind of answer but yeah. that expectation is yeah, like I love what, that. yeah that was a perfect answer man <laughs> What about yourself, Chris? So when you asked the question, the first I thought you were talking about, do you expect it to go well? Do you expect yeah. it to go bad? What do you expect in terms of busyness? Or is it going to be crazy? And I don't know, it depends which side of the bed I wake up on that morning. Yeah, I, I think we could, this could really work. Like, it's really amazing what we're building. It's already starting to take on a pulse. And then I have nights where it's like, what if we open and no one comes? Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I feel like we've done everything we can mm, to yeah. give it the best possible chance of success. Now it's just about remembering how to run a cafe because yeah. we've been building one for mm. so long. Yeah. But it's going to, yeah, we've put good people around us. I just want, in terms of like what Jesse was saying, in terms of what you want out of the venue, I want the venue to have a heartbeat. So I want people to come in and just similar to what Jesse was saying, it's just like, it energizes you. Yeah, like even if you're cool. not, especially if you're in the industry and you know, when you're in the industry, you just go to these rare places where yeah. you, you sit there and you're like, you just look around and you look at the staff and they've all got, well, uh, they've all got confidence. They've all got happy. their own swag. Yeah. You just look at the, even if it's like busy or understaffed or whatever it is, you're just like looking around and just things are happening. Yeah. People are in good moods and staff are in good moods. Yeah. And, what's this little thing on that table? Oh, what's this dish that came out? And it's just like, mm. it just, and then it's, you leave and you just go, that was amazing. It's like a drug, so, man. That yeah. feeling is just yeah. the best feeling yeah. in the whole world. And, yeah. and I think, like you said, you guys have put yourself in the best possible position to, to create that. And I think, home run. <laughs> God willing, God willing. So how much of your, both your experiences, um, and let's focus on the grounds, the high pressure, high intensity, how do you think has given you the confidence to do this? Um, I, uh, I guess for me, I guess, well, the grounds is a whole different ball game, right? Yeah. Like the grounds yeah. is pumping like 24 seven mm. all the time, zero chill. Like people are lining up for no reason, like go home, go to sleep. <laughs> Why are you here? Kind of but that's thing. pressure, man. That's ideal. It is. It is. But, ah, uh, okay. So if we look at it like that, I would say it's a different kind of pressure here. Whereas... Yes, we, don't, we won't be doing grounds numbers, but I feel like because of that, every customer is way more important. Yeah. Because we're not dealing with the majority, we're dealing with just like a set few, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, we have to make sure we tick all the boxes every single time they come that. to the door. Whereas, I'm not just saying the grounds, but if you work in a busier place, it's like, since there's so much turnover and so much numbers, things could slip through the cracks mm -hmm. and it's okay. 
hundred. It's natural any big venue. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't matter yeah. what big venue. It's just you can't maintain that high quality at such a massive number, yeah. right? Yeah. And majority are happy, but at the same time, it's kind of like you miss the little things, you yeah. know. So, There's just yeah. more margin for error. There, you got more staff, yeah. more customers, more dishes, yeah. more smoothies, yeah. more coffees. There's mm. a lot more that can go wrong. Yeah. And, and opening a venue for you've both opened venues. Um, for other people. other cafes, so obviously it's a Flower Child's Ear Kitchen, the grounds. Um, Jesse yourself, obviously you were the head chef. You started as the head chef, the first head chef for the grounds of the city. No, and the, no, I was there was there was a bloke before me. Okay, so what's the yeah. pressure? Essentially, you, you were close there. You were part of the early part of the process. What's the pressure of opening for someone else and opening for yourself, or being involved with such a big business? Um, the difference. Well, I guess for me, it's less pressure. Um, for someone else or for here? For here. Huh. Wow. It's just like, yeah, there's the pressure of your own money's on the line. Um, but you've got no one else that can really put pressure on you. You're yeah. working at your own pace. Mm. You're doing things how you really want to do them. You're, you can be as organised as you want to be. So, like, for us, we picked all our plates and we've got custom plates and custom cuffs but they've been organized ages ago like mm. in all the as many little things as we could organize we've organized mm. whereas sometimes when you're working for someone else you might you want to be organized but maybe an invoice doesn't get paid and then you're chasing things and you can't mm. yeah. do what you need to do where we're doing things how we want them we're doing what we want to do we're being as organized as we want to be we're working at our own pace yeah. it's just like yeah the pressure's on you to Pressure's on us to succeed, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're creating that. Worst it's, comes it's to the worst, it's yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That's really that's a really interesting answer, man. Um, I like I appreciate the honesty on that one. Um, Jesse, can you talk to us a little bit about the menu and what people can expect? Ooh, it's right. <laughs> a good question. All right, because everybody's been chatting to us about <laughs> on like Instagram or whatever. So basically, in a nutshell, we are a modern diner. And so basically the menu is structured in a way where it's like, it's, it's just family oriented, well-rounded. Basically the menu will be split up into eggs. And so we, we did it pretty strategic. So basically the menu split up. So eggs and sides. And uh, so this, we made the sides a bit of a feature, whereas most cafes, the sides are afterthought. Yeah, that was cool. And I find like a lot of me personally, like when I go out for breakfast, I'm not the kind of guy that wants like, the most amazing dish with all these dishes and like half the time I just want scrambled eggs, avo and Vegemite. Yeah. And I'm happy. Okay. So basically it has to be good scrambled yeah, eggs. Of course. Good avo. Of course. And perfectly portioned Vegemite. Uh, perfectly. <laughs> you can't put too much. Can't put too much, can't put too that's little. That's true. Well that's a big debate because some like more than others, right? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So basically <laughs> that's true. So then so we have so we have those staples for the person that wants to come in and have that. Yeah. And then we have Obviously, well, Happy Field, Drippy, pancakes. Yeah. Because I love pancakes, and I don't know who doesn't like pancakes. And I found, for me, it was pretty strange because in Australia, nobody actually does, like, regular... style pancakes. Yeah, like flapjacks. Like, everything is really thick or, like... Fluffy, ricotta, yeah. deep dish, yes. different things. <laughs> what, yeah. What, yeah. what, personally, I wouldn't define as a pancake. Yeah, yeah. the traditional, traditional yeah. pancake. Like, yeah. what you could imagine, like, as a kid, if you're watching a TV show... 100%. Or if you've yeah. been to a friend's house and they've made... Even though it's out of a powder shaker, and shaker yeah. it's still, like, pancakes... Bacon, eggs, yeah, it's just cool. like and Jesse, nostalgia. The, and, and obviously you're from um, Canada, Toronto, so yeah. the, the pancakes are massive over there, right? I wouldn't say massive, but it's just a part of growing up. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah, it's just one of those things where you, you have pancakes, you have real maple syrup, not like the watered down stuff or the fake you, stuff. You're importing your own maple syrup. We are importing our own straight maple syrup Quebec. straight from Quebec. Wow. Golden. Golden. First off the tap. That's yeah. amazing. So yeah. you got you got your you got your eggs with the ma massive amount of sides. You got yeah. these amazing pancakes. Yeah. You get a two stack, three stack, four stack. You get, you get whatever oh, you want. There's a few stacks. There's so we got stacks. like savory, savory, sweet, simple, and then you can get an emoji stack. Yeah, where it's or like, you can stack them as tall as you want. Yeah, that's cool. Within, yeah. within reason. <laughs> yeah. Come and on, then, man. Uh, but yeah, so we have those things. But then there's a, like a lot of things that like I don't want people to sleep on because we have like some really cool dishes, like our take on coddled eggs, which I think is pretty sick. Uh, I'm sure what the people will see on Instagram, but it's like horseradish pump puree. 
with like coddled eggs and then you steam them real nice and get them real soft. So it's a play on, it's a play on. Dippy eggs. Dippy eggs. Yeah. 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 But you put your own take on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So rather than just like the boiled egg, we've pumped some flavor into yeah. it. That's awesome. You know, we're in an Italian neighborhood. Someone said a sourdough. We're doing focaccia soldiers. We got things like the cereal Very bowl, clever. which is a play on like, uh, Cocoa Pops and Rice Bubbles. But well, it's like, it's like, what's that cereal, Snap, Crackle Pop? Rice Bubbles. Right. Well, we call them Rice Krispies. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you eat it and you get like the, so basically it's like a cereal granola, Cocoa Pop style with popping candy and just like fresh freeze, well, freeze dried fruit and whatnot. And then at the table, we'll, put, we'll give you like a little jar of almond milk. Pitcher of milk. And then basically you pour it in. Once and you pour it in. Snap, Crackle Pop. You start hearing the popping candy That's go. That's cool, man. You know what I mean? So we have, Phil, we have. stop writing all this down. <laughs> Yeah, so we got like this It's available like at Percy's tomorrow. At <laughs> Basically, I think we've for covered me, a lot of bases. Yes, for me, I wanted. I think the menu had to be well-rounded, a place where anybody could go. It doesn't matter what kind of classification of eater you are. You will find something that you would like, and you would adventure into other things and be like, "Oh, well, I never thought this was going to be good." Yeah, but cool. It actually is good. So it's a it's an all rounded menu. It's awesome. I've seen the menu, man, and and again, these are the things that you you guys have ticked all the boxes. And Chris, what was it like for you, kind of going through the process? Jesse's the head chef. Did you have a lot of input, or was it more one of those things where you like run with it? Well, it's kind of how it all started, basically mm. before two years ago or before I went overseas or whatever, we just used to text each other ideas. dishes, ideas. It was never about a business. It was just like, oh, look at this. Oh, we can't get this in Australia. Because, oh, you know, we just had similar interests in food. Yeah. So it was always like going back and forth. Or, and then it was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, we had, if there was a place where you could get this? Or was there a place where you could get this? And then eventually it was like, why don't we just open a place and yeah. put, put all those different ideas yeah. in it? And that's how it was kickstarted. So I think it was a lot of um, kind of input from yeah. both of us and then once it got serious it was just like all right just do, he was actually do your thing. On, he was actually big on the pancakes he yeah, was like yeah. he was the one that drove the pancakes awesome, in the man. beginning so there's a lot of yeah, obviously really cool. the, you guys have the same mentality when it comes to the menu yeah. so it's very easy to move forward yeah. and, and he trusts your judgment with that right yeah. so um chris what about coffee you obviously chose five senses yep mm. um you both chose five senses but i'm more front of house what was the reason behind that um i think it was just kind of the relationship we built with their like head of New South Wales. Um, obviously, Five Senses has been around for about 20 years. It started in Perth. They've mm -hmm. got roasteries in Perth, Melbourne, Melbourne. Brisbane. Um, they don't have a huge presence in Sydney. Um, mm. I think if you ask the, the, average, the average person that's not in the industry yeah. or you tell them Five Senses, they, they might know. not know what it is, yeah. which is kind of good. We wanted to focus on our own brand right. yeah. and we didn't want people to... If you say, I don't know, I'm going to say Victoria coffee. People either love it or they hate it. So mm. they might judge you before they enter the doors. But if you've got Five Senses coffee and it's not as popular popular in say. Sydney, yeah. like not in terms of popular, but yeah. not as prominent in yeah. Sydney. So they're going to they're, make their decision. They're going to make their decision here. once they're in here. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. They, once they drink we're the coffee. We're not polarising. Yeah, we're not polarising. Like so that. Yeah, they're going to come in. They're going to try to give us a chance. Yeah. So they're not going to judge us before they've even come in. They're going to have a coffee try the food, get the whole experience, and then, fingers crossed, we've done our job and everything's great. Yeah, but yeah it just came down to the relationship they built, the faith they put in our vision. Yeah. So we, we started before, talking to them before we actually found yeah, the site. Yeah. Um, we were talking to different coffee suppliers. Um, hopefully it wasn't all a waste of time. Hopefully one day we found a site because a lot of people say they're going to open course, a cafe yeah. and it never happens. But he, no. Sean, so he, yeah, yeah. He, he kind of believed in the vision and then yeah. we got further affirmation of that because he kind of gave us a deal yeah. and then we heard of other people that went to five cents for a deal and they got nowhere near what we got so mm. then we're like all right this guy this actually believes real. in us yeah and yeah That's and awesome. then it just even though they're not in sydney their head office is 10 minutes from haberfield yeah. they've got a really cool training facility they've got 24 7 tech support yeah. so it's just becoming yeah, it's a real natural, natural relationship. Awesome. Yeah, Sean, Sean obviously um, the sales guy for New South Wales, top guy, and he's seen the vision. That's why he was always on board because yeah. he knew what you guys were about. So um, what about culture? You know, what have you guys done leading up to the Open? So regarding culture and team training, have you spent a lot of time on that? Um, hmm. Probably not as much as we'd want to. Like yeah. we've done, I suppose we've done more than the average, um, but there's always room for more. Um, 
yeah, mm. we've done stuff at Five Senses, done a session where all the team can learn about coffee. We've got a lot of stuff scheduled for tomorrow, the day yeah. before we open. <laughs> um, it's hard because, like, until a week ago, this place was, you know, yeah. tradies, yeah. drilling, dust. Yeah. It's like, where do you go? Do you go to a park and map it out like McDonald's? Mm. We're, in, we're, we're managing the project ourselves, so we don't have a project manager managing um, the build of yeah. Happy Field. We, did we didn't have designers really cool. to design yeah. it. So there's a lot of little things that we don't usually have to do yeah. when we're opening a venue. So usually we might spend more time on training Building, and yeah. whatnot. Mm. But I think a lot of that will be we've got a, like we've done a lot of time, yeah. so it'll be very natural, and we've yeah. got a lot of systems that we'll put in from day one. But I think a lot of the training systems will come after we open. Yeah, of course. And it'll just yeah. be chopping and changing, and then and then ironing yeah. that all that'd be a lot harder if you guys didn't have the sections covered so you're back of house jesse and chris yeah. your front of house so you can keep an eye on things and obviously the people you've hired you've hired tim your head barista who's unbelievable guru, guru gun <laughs> yeah. coffee scientist um, yeah. i'm seeing if he needs a job <laughs> we already know you've been uh message you know <laughs> it's all right we give you the blessing yeah. thank <laughs> you sir um what about <laughs> Obviously, building building Happy Field is there been anyone for you guys has been really good for the support? You know, has it been a partner, a parent, a friend? Has there been anyone there that's really helped you guys with the process? Um, I think mm. a little bit from Michelle. Lots, yeah. I was about to say definitely. No, stolen my thunder. I was about to say a lot of <laughs> lot of things from different people. Yeah, he looked at me. Defi- mine definitely, yeah. definitely my recording, wife, man. Michelle. Yeah, um, she's one of the people that really gave me confidence to do it by yep. the bullet open it like it's your dream it's massive that's because you, when you when you work in hospitality a long time you kind of get to a point where it's like i either need a career change or i need to do this for myself 100 percent. um so i got to that stage where i needed to do it by myself so she gave me the confidence to do it and then she's like our third little wheel a lot of the time so it's whether it's ideas mm. she probably causes a lot more of a, oh, she's yeah. not afraid to speak her mind yeah, but she, yeah. and she gets hands-on she's been yeah. here till midnight painting a couple times that's cool man did she's all the done, did all our planting yeah. i've already she's got her own business to run but i've already given her a big list of things to do tomorrow so as soon as she finishes work she'll be here she's going to be folding t-shirts for all the uniform bags she'll be patch painting the tiles out the front that's really cool but she wants to be involved i, I, I get in a lot of trouble because sometimes because we're doing so many different things and it's like a million things a day. I might forget to show her the new menu update. And then <laughs> Jesse says, have you seen the new menu? And she's like, Chris didn't show me or Chris didn't send it to me. And then I get in a bit of trouble. Throwing you under the bus, man. But it's kind of like, you, yeah. That's really it's cool. It's hard to offload it all sometimes. What about you, Jesse? Anyone else? Uh, I don't know. I Tyson stepped it up. Yeah, Tice is... Well, Tice is Tice. He's, I like, heard, he's I heard, like big bro. He is, isn't he? And I heard yeah. he's, he might be working in the kitchen a little bit. He's working yeah, in the kitchen yeah, today. He was, he was, he was in really? the kitchen today. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Tyson is just that big brother. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to see everyone do well and just a beautiful human. So yeah. My dad's gotten on the tools as of recent and yeah. whipped up some snazzy little projects. Yeah. Very fine eye for detail. Jesse, how important is it for you? Like, obviously, Chris has, you know, got his family. So a lot of your family, pretty much everyone's back home, right? yeah. And obviously Chris now and his family, an extended part of your family. How has it been seeing the support from them? Uh, it's been good, I think, just because, like... My big Greek it's, family. No, it's, it's different. Because, like, yeah, like family. you said, everybody's, like, back home. And even, even with that said, like, a person like my mom, she has nothing to do with social media whatsoever. Wow. And, like, yeah, it's just... It, that disconnect because like they can't I can really only, comprehend yeah i can only i can only tell them so much on the phone or a picture can only say so many words but they can't really since they're not here and yeah. they're not in the venue or they're not seeing me eye to eye it's just like they can't get that, that step into the yeah, venue feeling yeah. so like, is there there is that disconnect and personally like for me sometimes i feel like i, f- I have like a lid some lows yeah. because of that just because just like to be honest, like, because I see Chris, I see his family, like, his dad's here on the tools, like, his mom is always supporting us, she, we go for dinner, his mom will cook for us, family's there talking about the venue, and it's me, it's just like, I kind of don't have that, yeah, in a sense, hard. so I do have lows so sometimes. Sydney family now. 100%. Yeah, yeah. but, uh. Yeah, man, I can imagine that would be super hard, man. 
It's different. Yeah. It's definitely different. Well, the first, as soon as they open the borders, man, and people can travel from Canada to Sydney. Yeah. Shipping them over. I think they should be part of the P&L. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we spoke a little bit about um, you guys. You know, one of the questions was advice for people starting out when it comes to lease. We've spoken a bit about that. Is there anything you guys, looking back now, before you open, that you should have done differently or you're pretty happy with where you're at? Um, like we already said, we'll definitely be push harder on the lease. Um, I don't know if there's things we could have done too differently, but there's so much more we know now. So, so yeah. we could have been, like when you think about, like obviously you probably know from talking to us, we've got a real, we had a real strict budget from day one because obviously we don't have a big investor or yeah. we don't, we're not millionaires. So mm. we had a certain amount of money we want to spend, but at the same time we want to create something really special. Yeah. Yeah. But then you, if it's your first time, you forget about a bank guarantee. Yeah which is three months of rent that just sits in the account 100%. that you can't touch. So, yeah, all right, that's there's a big chunk of money gone. Then and you've got bond. a rental deposit. Yep. So that's one month of rent. So before you've even, and then you've got a lawyer, lawyer fee, accountant fee, yep. um, all these different things. And you're like, you geez, I could, that doesn't go towards furniture or pretty plates or yeah. awesome things. That just pays kind of for nothing. Um, they're, like, they're important as well, but you yeah. can't put, it doesn't go towards anything physical. Yeah. Um, so then you've got like a quarter of your budget gone and you haven't even started anything. building anything yet. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's kind of something that, and it, that's ongoing, like it still pops up. Hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like I really think if you're opening your first venue, it's really important to sit with someone that's done it. And it, especially if you're budget conscious and work out what are the real costs yeah. involved and yeah. what are the, the kind of the big costs that can potentially pop up. Even bigger. Sure. Even bigger, yeah. 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 100%. And what, like obviously, Jesse, you spoke a little bit about not having the family around. From a mental health side of things, have you guys, you think you've, you've coped with it all right? Has, has there been anyone there that you can talk, go home and talk to or has it just been kind of like leaning on each other? Mm. We probably both bottle things down, I don't know. Talk, talk, talk. I think they do a lot of bottling, I reckon. Talk to me, boys. We're typical men. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've handled most of the stress as well as we can, mm. and I have battled with anxiety in the past at different points of my life. So we're 35 hours away from opening. So don't, 34. 34 hours we're away from opening. One hour recording. So. so hopefully it doesn't <laughs> kick in before then. But I think, I don't know, even though I don't unload onto anyone, my wife's a big support. Yeah. Um, my French bulldog sleeps in the bed, so he's good to cuddle, so you get to go to sleep really quick. Probably been too tired to stay awake looking at the roof. I'm sure the night before I won't yeah. sleep, but that's all right. One night's all right. It's when you don't sleep for like a week. Then, you, then your brain starts to yeah. go crazy. What about you, Jesse? I, uh, I think, like, yeah, like Chris said, there's a bit of bottling going on, but I, I think like over the course of my life, I've learned to like, I don't know, I, I find a way to just switch off. Mm. Whether it's like for half an hour or some days it could be like for like an hour and a half or whatever it may be. And whatever I do, I just try and just switch off and not think about work, not think about anything that's going on and just, just be in the moment and just be present and just... You know what? A big thing for me is practicing gratitude. I love that. Because I feel like if I'm always grateful for things... I feel like my mood is just, I have a better mood. Yeah. Like if I'm great, if I look at everything as like, you're blessed because this is, or you got good health, or you're not missing this, mm -hmm. or you're not missing that, then what, what should I be upset about? Because there's obviously some, some other dude that's a lot worse off than me. And the more I practice being grateful for things, like the better, it, the better I could just deal with like things like depression and having lows and yeah. stuff like that. Because I just always look to, the brighter side kind of thing. That's beautiful because you know what? Practice gratitude, man. Everyone talks about it and it's, mm. it's so popular to say that now, but reality is it works, man. You, you, yeah. you think about what you're grateful for, you know, what you have and not what you don't have. So yeah. um, that's both some really cool answers, man. And, and 100% I got your back foot. I'll be there, whatever you need. Um, back rubs? Back, whatever you need, whatever you need, whatever you need. But um, boys, what do you, is there anything, um, three things You've touched on a little bit like about that vibe. Three things you want people to say once they've visited your venue and they've left. Ooh, it could have given us a heads up. Feel Three like, things. I feel like whatever I say in 10 minutes, I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> or I'm driving home or when I'm in, yeah. Well, this, um, this can change in six months when I interview again. What's the question again? Three things we want them to say. About your venue once they've visited. Okay. 
These boys thought of everything. Mm. This place is amazing. Wow, the food service and coffee was out of this world. Jesse? I would say... Okay, say the question one more time just so I can process it. I'm already thinking of different answers. You can change them as well after if you want. Three things you want people to say about your venue once I've visited. All right, so one thing is I would like them to say, like, fuck, this was, like, the best venue I've ever been to in my life. I think that's pretty cool. Also, I would like them to say uh, this place ticked every box and pretty much managed, like, they've managed all of my expectations and exceeded them as well. Yeah. That's like a big answer, but that's still one. And then one, the last thing I would want them to say is, I just feel better. I would love them to say like, after they leave, like, I just feel so much better about myself. So much happier. Yeah, so much happier. For Bringing the happy, the happy to Haberfield. Yeah, I it's love gonna that, be man. the happiest thing to come out of 2020, hopefully. A hundred percent you will. <laughs> Man, that's really cool. Happy is, is our name fun. and happy is our game. Wow. Write that wow. down, Jesse. Write that down. Wow, he's tired. We should talk to him we, more we often. We might need to edit this part out. I don't know about that one. Just, anyway. oh, it's probably worth mentioning that we've pretty much been here since like 11 p.m. every night for the past two weeks. So it's Wednesday night. Yeah. We're, Wednesday like night. we said, we're 34 hours away from opening. You boys are opening Friday morning, God willing. Yeah, um, I took one thing off my list today, so I've got about... <laughs> A lot of things ahead of me. Well, you've been there for many people when they've opened their venue, so we'll be there for you boys, um, whatever you need. But is there anything you think we've missed um, in this in this interview that obviously it's a bit different because you guys are about to open? Anything else you think in this podcast that we could have added added some more value to someone? Mm, no, save it for round two. Round two? Yeah. Cool. I think so. Um, well, you've already passed your quota. Well, yeah, you guys gave me a 35-minute <laughs> speed round. We're at an hour and four minutes, but... Um, boys, usually I ask the question, you know, how much of your success comes from luck and how much from hard work, but I think you guys are already success. The fact that you guys took the risk, spent the money, the time, left your jobs. Um, I can't wait to ask that question in six months when you guys are pumping. So we don't get to answer No, I'm no. sorry, not this time. Okay. I mean, you can answer That's good. it. No, we're not, no, we're not no, meant no. to answer this question. <laughs> you guys are already, the fact that you, you, the minute you signed that lease, man, it showed you that it's a success. So um, I wish you boys all the best. Good luck, and um, I can't wait for Friday. Yalla. <laughs> Yalla. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Thank you.